And so the title today is, What Are You Declaring Today? All right, Sean, I got a volunteer. Reluctantly, I got a volunteer. Now, you can just sit for just a second because I have to lead up to it here. Um, Y'all know, Dean has talked about it. I've done this before. See the saran wrap? Y'all remember, but not everybody that was at the old place. Some of y'all haven't seen this. So I decided that this is what I was going to do today because for me, this is one of the most important things that I learned. And because of that, I want to share. Um, the script, there's lots and lots of scripture. So in Proverbs, the uh, pastor's been talking about the Passion Translation. Uh-oh. And the Passion Translation, if y'all don't have that on your, I think I like it. Like he said, he, that's his favorite, and mine was a God word. But I think that the Passion Translation is becoming my favorite. And in Proverbs 16.24, it says, Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our soul and inner healing to our spirits. Nothing is more appealing. In Proverbs 16.24 Oh, in the, God, in the Good News translation, it says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the taste and good for your health. So, in Proverbs 15 and 4, it says, When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. And then, in the Passion Translation, it has a little, uh, it looks like a paragraph uh, icon. And if you click on that, it says, or perverse words are the crushing of the spirit. Okay, Sean. So, our words are so, so, so important. I might need more help because I don't know. You have to come over here because we got to be in the camera. We have to be, but we, ha we can't knock over my table so we gotta yeah Lucas I tried to get Lucas but he said no so all right these are our words if I get started I probably did that backwards didn't I Kurt we'll get it all right all right thanks Kurt so these are what our words do to us Hey, Kurt, I'm not quite done with you. Come back up here, Kurt, because I'm going to let you go around in circles because I'm going to get dizzy if I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's a comedian in every crowd. All right. So our words, it told us here in this scripture that, okay, I'm going to move you right there. Is that good? You got room? When you speak healing words, you offer fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. What's an un, a unhealthy, negative word? Anyone? Can't. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. So this is an unhealthy, negative word. 
I have to work on that too because I'm <laughs> just. Yeah, it's an unhealthy negative word. What's another unhealthy negative word? Floyd? What? Doubt? Doubt. Well, I doubt that. No, I think that's pretty unhealthy. Rust, you got a negative unhealthy word? Won't. Wow. You guys are really doing this good. Are you set free yet? Definitely not. He says, well, what if I can break out? I said, you won't be able to. Because you know what? Our words bind us. You know what? At our house, I'm going to spell this word because we have little children, and we don't want them repeating this word because at our house it was a cuss word. Oh, I guess I could write it down here. And we didn't say this, how, this word at our house because I really, truly treated it as a cuss word. Can you all see that word? S-T-U-P-I-D. Because we don't say that word. And we don't want our littles saying that word either. Can you imagine being a child and told that all of your life, that you're worthless? That's an unhealthy word. Worthless. You are never going to amount to anything. Those are unhealthy. How about, uh, ooh, this, is, this is a word. Actually, it's three words. And this was a word that was spoken over you. Or, and it was. It was a word spoken over him. Dying with cancer. How many years ago? Eight years ago. Go home and finalize your affairs because you're dying of cancer. Eight years ago. How long ago for you? Oh, five. So that's like almost 20 years ago. Next year will be 20 years ago. Floyd was told to go home. He had a, a tumor around his aorta down here, and it went around his and said, go home. You're going to die. Two. He, it was confirmed by two doctors. Those are words that are spoken over us. And he received them. Look at him. He's all bound up. That's what happens if you receive that word. That's what happens if you, uh, what is it? When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Or perverse words are crushing of the spirit. You know what? Dean and I were involved with Rick. Dean was more so because I didn't really know you guys then. Dean knew Rick from before the prison, and he has told this story. Rick will tell you this story. He is not ashamed of this story at all. He probably doesn't like it that we bring it up. He says he's okay. He says it's okay. He says, I can speak it. Thank you. He got the papers from the hospital on one of the last results, and it was bad lab works. And they were just, the doctor's telling him this bad news. And he's, Judy says, we threw it in the back seat. He called Dean and says, we threw it in the back seat. It's bad news. We ain't going to listen to it. We're going to listen to the word that was spoken over us, and that was, we will see our grandchildren's grandchildren, right? They will see their, they, you didn't even have grandchildren at that point. They will see their grandchildren, they didn't even have grandchildren, and they have. They have four now. They've seen them all, a lot. 
<laughs> they love it. Um, in Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. They that love what? Death or life? You're going to eat one or the other. Which one do you love? Do you want to go to the doctor and get that news and become, what was me? And not everybody that gets the bad report and dies is accepting of the word. Sometimes people, when they get that news, that cancer report, when they die, it's because they were ready to go home. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Is it hard for the people that are left behind? Absolutely. Are you thankful they're in heaven? Absolutely. Are you going to see them again someday? Absolutely. Can you get free? Oh, he's the strongest one. You know, I almost came back in and said, Stephanie, would you do it? Because you might be a little bit stronger. <laughs> She's stronger than me. She's not stronger than you. She's a tough cookie. Sometimes she might be. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. So, what's another negative? Oh, I know. Broke and poor. There were times in our life that we couldn't afford the best shoes for our kids, but we never told them we couldn't afford them. We just said, not now, not today. We can't, we, we're not going to get them today. We're too poor. Did not want our kids raised in poverty. Did not want them to get that poverty mentality. You all know someone. It does not matter if they have a poverty mentality and they won $543 or whatever the mega millions or I don't even know what it's at. I don't, I don't know because I don't go into gas stations anymore and it's always flashing. I don't know. Whatever it is, if they won that, you have a poverty mentality, you're going to be a poor $543 million heir. Millionaire, I guess is what it is, isn't it? A millionaire. You're going to be that because you are believing you have something in your heart that you're believing. All right. I told him he wouldn't have to stay up here long, so I'm going to do the rest. But there is a thing that can set us free. Let me see if I can. Here, let me. I'll cut you off. Perfect. Now he's all bound up here all by himself. Well, I'm still here. I really do appreciate it. I'll, I'll buy you a Coke. Yeah. In uh, Luke 6, Jesus said, see, it's red. It's red on my paper. It says, you'll never find choice fruit hanging on a bad, unhealthy tree. And rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good, healthy tree. Every tree will be revealed by the quality of fruit that it produces. You will never pick figs or grapes from thorn trees. People are known in the same way. Out of the virtue stored in their hearts... Good and upright people will produce good fruit. Likewise, out of the evil hidden in our hearts, evil comes, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. What good does it do for you to say, I am 
your Lord and Master if you don't put into practice what I teach you. Let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. When the the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest. But he built it wisely on the right foundation. But the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey it is like a man who builds a house without living, without laying any foundation at all. When the storms and floods rage against the house, it will immediately collapse and become a total loss. Which of these two builders are you? Are you going to build your life on negative words that have you bound? Are you going to be dying of cancer? Are you going to be broke for the rest of your life? Because that's what you're, you're stating. But the, we have scripture to stand on. Okay, I'm going to let you free. So don't move. I don't want to cut out your gizzard. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to do something with that when you get home, okay? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it's hot up here, isn't it? <laughs> hey, and I didn't even cut it. We can be set free, though. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay! A good tree doesn't produce rotten fruit, and a rotten tree doesn't produce good fruit. Each tree is known by its fruit. This is the God Word translation. You don't pick figs from thorny plants or grapes from a thorn bush. Good people do the, do the good that is in them, but evil people do the evil that is in them. These people say, the things people say come from inside them. All right. So in Proverbs 23, or 21, 23, it says, Watch your words and be careful what you say. You'll be surprised at how few troubles you'll have. That's the, translate, the, the passion translation. Watch your words and be careful what you say. You'll be surprised but how by how few troubles you will have. All right. If someone believes that they have, they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. We have to guard our words. In Ephesians 4.29 it says, And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourages others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Words, amen. Amen. That is ugly and hateful words. You know what? You need to listen to yourself. Sometimes, uh, back when we were pastoring at Thompsonville, one of the scriptures that just exploded in my heart was, be still and know that I am God. But I took it by shutting my mouth and being still because I had found that I was doing this ugly and hateful words. And you just can't do that. Um, and it's all about perspective. It's all about how we see the day about how we see our life. You know, there are some people that are, they get up in the morning and they say, good morning, Lord. And then there are people that get up in the morning and say, good Lord, it's morning. 
Which are you? Do you want to be a good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning? It's really perspective. Um, when I worked at Blue Cross and Blue Shield, they have a man that he didn't ever come down to our Marion location, but they sent a video of him, and his name is Sam Glenn. If you don't know Sam Glenn, find him out on Facebook. He is a uh, in motivational speaker, but in reality, I mean, that's his day job, but he, whenever I, we watched him, I told my supervisor, I said, he's a Christian. He's like, I don't know anything about him. He's just a motivational speaker. He said, I really don't. I said, no, he's a Christian. I went out, and I'd done some Googling on him, and he, he is. He, and he's, he is very professional. So at his meetings, he does not say, I'm a Christian comedian, or I'm a Christian motivational speaker. Seek God. Oh, you know, he doesn't do that. He just lets you know. By his words, I knew he was a Christian. And he was, and he's a motivational speaker, and he tells the funniest stories. I'm just telling you, he tells the funniest stories. But I learned something. His biggest um, thing that he talks about is your attitude. What is your attitude? If you come to work and have an attitude of, good Lord, it's morning. Good Lord, I have to go to work. Instead of, good morning, Lord. You know what? It's going to be a pretty lousy day. I worked at a call center. We talked to, I was on the phone for eight hours a day. I loved it because I'm a talker and I'm a multitasker, so I can talk the whole time while I'm pulling up their claims and doing whatever it is that I need to do. I can do that. It's, that was not a problem for me. And I just love to talk to people. And I hope that I helped some by, you know, being positive and being uh, reassuring to them that we're going to figure this out and all of that. But there were people that they hated their job. And it showed. It showed with the people that they talked to. It showed with everything that they did. And if you don't have your attitude right, it's, your day is going to be messed up. Um, I have a, if you have an addiction, and you know what? There are lots of addictions. An addiction back in the 70s when I was growing up of as the world turns. The young and the restless, that was an addiction, or I don't, the bold and the beautiful, I don't, the, as the world turns is the oldest one I remember, I don't know if it was the oldest one or not at the time, but um, that could be an addiction. Is that going to lift you up? Heck no, no. Are you going to find out all kinds of problems? Um, it was funny because the nighttime soap opera was Peyton Place. This place is like a Peyton place. I worked at a hospital, too, and they said, this place is like a Peyton place, and it probably was. But it's just crazy. But your addiction could be food. I found out one time on a 40-day fast, we fasted TV, and during that time, I found out I was a comfort eater. Oh, I hated that. I really did hate that because I really do like chips and salsa. And I really, really hated that I found out that I was eating those out of comfort and not because I really, really liked them. And that's, that was an addiction for me. I mean, it, just food is an addiction for me when it comes to that kind of bad food is addiction. Um, it could be alcohol. It could be pornography. But it could be 
a whole bunch of them. They have anonymous something anonymous, alcoholics anonymous, and you know, narcotic anonymouses, and they have, they have those. And you know, when the first thing that you go to one of those meetings, I have never been to a meeting because they didn't have a uh, chips and salsa meeting anonymous. But you stand up and say, hi, my name is Pat. And everybody says, hi, Pat. I'm an alcoholic. I have been dry for... 28 and a half days, or, you know, whatever it is. And then they do the alcoholic's prayer and all of that, you know. I, I don't know all the details, but I do know that when you go, you stand up in a meeting and you say, hi, my name is Pat, I'm an alcoholic. You just declared something over your life. Here, our words are, hi, my name is Pat. I'm a child of the living king. I have been delivered. I have been set free. I am his, and he loves me, and I am whole because he loves me. I am not ever going to declare I am poor. I am broke. I am unprosperous. I am an alcoholic. I am, oh, can't say that word, not smart. I am not ever going to declare that. I may not be the smartest one in the room, but I am still smart. Not going to happen. Another thing that we have problems with are generational curses. My mom and dad both have had bypass surgery. My mom died in 2015, and my dad is still alive. And I have been told multiple times that I'm going to have heart problems because both my mom and dad have heart problems. My mom had colon cancer. My dad has had can has cancer. I have been told that by doctors multiple times, and I'm like, no, thank you. I declare that is not going to be me. Generational curses are broken by declaring the word, and the word in that is with a capital W. And so who is the word? Jesus is the word. He was with us in the beginning. He's, for I know the plans. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hey, page four. Look at that. We have to declare a word. We have to declare. Um, I did all my notes. I did this tall paragraph here and that first paragraph. I did that last night, and then this morning I was, I was adding to it. So this one is First uh, John 3, 1. In the God Word translation, it says, Consider this. The Father ha has given us his love. He loves us so much that we are actually called God's dear children. And that's what we are. For this reason, the world doesn't recognize us, and it didn't recognize him either. We are God's dear children. Um, in Deuteronomy 30, it says, blessing our curse. And then it goes on and gives you, it's like an open book test, and then it gives you the answers. 
It says, I call on heaven and earth as witnesses today that I have offered you life or death, blessing or curses. And then it goes on to say, choose life so that you and your descendants will live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and be loyal to him. This will be your way of life, and it will mean a long life for you in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Choose life so that you and your descendants will live. Love the, this is all you had to do. Love the Lord, obey him, and be loyal to him. This will be your way of life, and it will mean a long life for you in the land that the Lord swore to give you. But you know what? If you had chosen not to love the Lord or obey him or to be loyal to him, that's going to be your way of life too. But are you gonna, is it going to be followed up and it will mean a long life for you in the land that the Lord swore? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I have one more scripture that I pulled up. Uh, I actually have two more that are not. I didn't get it on here. But in Luke 4, this is Jesus. He, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Isaiah wrote these same words. But this is Jesus read the books, read this out of the book of Isaiah at the temple. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to set, send, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He has done that for us. He, we are to do that. We are to declare a thing. Um, I, told, I told Dean, about three weeks ago when he was preaching, he gave us a scripture in Psalms 103. And in the King James, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who delivers your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In the Passion Translation, It says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? And this is verse 3. You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I have done. You healed me inside and out. From every disease. You rescued me from hell and saved my life. 
You crown me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like I like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. Is that just not amazing? I wanted to jump up and come up here and say, no, wait, 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 you got it, because he gave it to you out of the King James Version, and I had pulled it up back there, and I was going to put it up there, and uh, the Passion Translation, you kissed, in verse 3, you kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I have done. Oh, my God, thank you so much. You are so merciful for us. You kissed our hearts in forgiveness. You healed me inside and out from every disease. Not just the cold. Not just, yeah, just, you know. I know that uh, the pastor... A couple of weeks ago, he wasn't feeling well. I don't, I, I don't remember when it was. I mean, but he got up here and he's like, I was just tired. He's like, I just, I'm t- I was tired. He says, but as soon as I got up there and started speaking, he's like, it's like, you just, nobody knows what it's like. It just goes away. Well, I know, because this morning I was just like, oh, but it's just like, it goes away. And it, we receive that. We have to receive that. So what are you declaring today? I'm going to declare something over you all, okay? This is I declare today that you are blessed. I declare you are blessed with wisdom that you have clear direction, that you make good choices in life. I declare that you are blessed with courage, with strength, and with great vision, with an obedient heart, and with a a positive outlook. I declare that you are blessed with good health, with vitality, with energy, that you will live a long, satisfied life. I declare that you are blessed with a good family, good friends, healthy relationships, that your children will be mighty in the land. I declare that you are blessed with protection, that God is guarding you, guiding you, and that angels are watching over you and your family. I declare that you are blessed with promotion, with good success, with ideas, and with creativity. I declare that whatever you put your hands to to prosper, you will be blessed in the city and you will, be, you will be blessed in the country. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. I declare that you will lend and you will not borrow, that you will be above and not beneath. I declare that every negative word, every curse that has ever been spoken over you, right now that curse is broken. I declare negative things that have been in your family line for generations will no longer have any effect on you. The generational curse is broken and the generational blessing is beginning. I declare that this will be a year of God's favor, freedom for every bad habit, 
recovering from everything that was lost, and that this day forward, you will experience a new sense of freedom, a new happiness, and a new fulfillment. I declare that you are blessed and that you receive this blessing. Do you receive that blessing today? Stand up if you receive it. If you receive God's blessing on your life today, stand up. Father, we are so thankful for your blessing. We are so thankful for you. We have declared today. I read it, but they stood up declaring it with me today. Father, that this blessing, this generational blessing, this blessing is on us today. It happens for us today. This year, we will see things that we have never seen before. This year, we will be blessed. And that blessing will continue for generation and generation and generation. Father, we receive your blessing because we do not want the curse. Life and death, blessing and curse. We choose life and we choose blessing. We do not choose the curse on our lives today. Father, we receive it. And everyone that receives it says amen. Amen. Well, Vic Porter will be with us next Sunday. I don't think I was very long, but it's six minutes till 11. So y'all, go, be blessed, receive it today. I declare.